Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 164. Don't focus on saving a nickel, focus on making a dollar. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Have you turned your key and heard that dreaded tick, 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 tick because of a dead battery? No worries. I've got the NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in your glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that will start a dead battery in your car, boat, truck, or RV. It packs a whopping 12-volt, 400-amp starting power and can start up to 20 dead batteries on a single charge. Plus, it has built-in spark-proof technology with reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart your vehicle. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are solid copper for maximum conductivity, and there's a built-in ultra-bright dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS emergency strobe. It's easily rechargeable with a USB outlet, and you can charge your smartphone or tablet while you're on the road. Works on any 12-volt lead-acid battery. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, your battery care source since 1914. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. Today I'm so excited to introduce a very special guest, A.J. Gordon. A.J., are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am. I'm sitting in my car right now, so I'm uh, buckled up and I'm ready to go. All right. Great to have you here. A.J. Gordon oversees the daily news stories, interviews, and articles for carstories.com at the Peterson Automotive Museum. It's their enthusiast portal, which currently attracts over 50,000 unique visitors per month. Prior to joining the Peterson Automotive Museum, A.J. worked in radio at Los Angeles Station's 95.5 KLOS, AMP Radio, Jack FM, and the world-famous KROQ K-Rock Radio. He produced interviews for radio station websites and coordinated concert and live streaming. So, AJ, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a moment and share some more about your history, your career, your interests, and, of course, your passion for automobiles? Thank you for having me, Mark. Uh, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty self-explanatory. I'm just a you know, a guy who's obsessed with cars. I love to read about them and learn about them. You know, you sort of sometimes wonder if your obsession with cars is even healthy. <laughs> as much as you're into uh, sitting around looking at stuff on eBay Motors all day, but uh, fortunately I get to work at a place like the Peterson Automotive Museum where I'm surrounded by people that not only match me with um, enthusiasm for cars, but uh, even surpass my enthusiasm at times. Oh, absolutely. When the job that you have at the Peterson is interfacing with the public, is that right? It is. Yeah, so tell me a little bit about what your life is like daily there, surrounded by all those fantastic cars. You know, I think a lot of people would say no two days at the museum are the same. Uh, you can be sitting in your office responding to emails uh, all day, or you could be out at Malibu Canyon. Uh, with a one-of-a-kind car uh, filming a video shoot all day. But we, we do a, a lot of different things. But what what I mainly focus on is, uh, you know, following the auto, automotive news. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also, uh, you know, enjoy going to car shows and talking with people who 
who bring their cars and just try to basically, you know, kind of like you do, hunt for uh, hunt for automotive enthusiasts to try to get their story and, and find out what motivates them and, you know, record those stories. Sure. Well, it looks like a lot of fun, and I get your, your guys' email uh, every week and enjoy the stories that you're doing. You're doing a fantastic job. So, Well, thank you. Well done. As we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote, and this is a saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success around cars. It's a great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, AJ, take the wheel. You know, I couldn't tell you uh, a quote that really is too automotive-related, but you know, definitely enthusiasm-related or focus-related. Uh, I heard somebody say, and it really is sort of way true with me, is don't focus on saving a nickel, focus on making a dollar. <laughs> It stuck in my head, and I thought it's a good way to go through life is, you know, don't focus on everything, you know, keeping what you have. Focus on going out and experiencing the world and finding more and, uh, you know, and, and educating yourself and always hunting and moving on to the next project. Sure. Can you give me maybe an example of how you've incorporated that into your business and your career? At the museum, uh, you know, we're, we're definitely, some people can see us as, sort of a warehouse, you know, or a building uh, for the collection of cars we have and the collection of stories we have. Uh, And a lot of successful museums, and, uh, you know, what they do is they would focus on what they already have. But I I think with the Peterson, especially with what we're doing with the new renovation uh, and the transformation we're going through, we're we're focusing on the future and we're focusing on how we can expand that and, and, you know, we're looking 5, 10, 20 years down the line uh, and not just looking to the past of what we've already done. Right. Well, I love what's going to happen there. I've been following the progress, and when I was on the lawn at Pebble Beach, I got to go in and see the, the renderings of what the building's going to look like and some of those uh, design ideas. It's going to be fantastic space. So yeah, I'm sure you guys are all very excited about getting into that new facility. Would that be the end of this year or next year? Yeah, we're shooting for December 1st, uh, 2015, which is, uh, you know, about about 10 months away. And, uh, you know, we couldn't be more excited to be in this transformation period. It's, uh, you know, it could be a lot of long nights and weekends, uh, and it's a lot of planning. You know, I, I think the question we maybe hear five times a day is, well, what are you guys doing while you're closed? And we sort of laugh because we've never been busier. Yes. We have a, a, a whole new museum to plan for. Oh, yes. I, I had, uh, as you know, Leslie Kendall from the Peterson on Cars, yeah, and Terry Cargus. Both of them told me the same thing, that, oh, my gosh, this just compounds what we have to do every day because of all the decisions that have to be made. So I can't wait to get down there for that to see that new museum. It's going to be fantastic. Would you share a story with me that instigated your passion for cars? I'd love to learn about that pivotal moment in your life when you really knew you were a car guy. You know, it's hard to pinpoint just one thing, but I grew up with a father who worked at car dealerships my entire childhood. So uh, my entire childhood was around new car dealerships. Mm -hmm. And he worked for Acura in the early 90s when the NSX came out. And, in fact, he sold, uh, I think it was the third NSX built. Oh, wow. And uh, (laughs) sold it to the owner of the dealership at the time. And that car sat in that showroom at Thomas Acura in uh, West Covina, in Covina, California. 
And I remember as a child just sitting in that dealership staring at that car. I was, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit younger than uh, people who say their poster on their wall was a Lamborghini Countach, but my, you know, I'm a generation past that, so mine was the Acura NSX, and I would just sit and admire that car, and I thought it was the most beautiful thing in the world, and, uh, you know, it really, I think, sparked my interest in uh, the automobile. Well, the Detroit Motor Show is the week that we're making this recording, and they've just come out with the new generation NSX, which looks pretty spectacular. Finally, seems like it's taken them forever, but uh, I think a lot of us have those stories of that one car that made such a strong impression. So that's a very cool car to have have, uh, instigated your passion for cars. AJ, what I'd love to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and, and crawl under the hood and ask you to share a huge challenge or even a great failure that you've faced in your career. But the most important part of this question is how you overcame that situation and even more importantly, what did you learn from it? When I started off before you mentioned it before I was working at the Pierce and I worked in radio and uh, there was a lot of times I thought maybe I was in over my head and, uh, you know, maybe I was you know, too young to, to be doing the projects I was doing. Um, and one of the lessons I learned, and it wasn't negative, but I was working for a morning radio show that was going to have their Christmas concert. And they had all these musicians and bands and it lined up. It was at a, the Nokia theater down here in Los Angeles with seats 7,500. And foolishly as a young kid, I went to our program director with the idea of, hey, we should take this concert and through cameras, you know, videotape it live and stream it onto the internet so people who don't come to the concert can still watch it. Mm-hmm. And he said the worst thing ever to me, which was, that's a great idea. Now figure out how to do it. <laughs> so I had to deal with, uh, you know, filming permits and union uh, music venues and trying to work with the sales team to come up with enough sponsorship to cover the cost that it was going to take to, you know, put this entire live broadcast together. Wow. Uh, but it, it was it was a long, long process coming, but I'm glad to say we pulled it off and it was successful. It was seen by almost half a million people wow. that night. Yeah. And uh, it, it was something, it was a very proud moment in my life. Well, be careful what you ask for because you might get it. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, fantastic. But definitely, yes, I can only imagine all the challenges around that little venture of streaming something on online. My goodness. Well, let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. And I'd love for you to share an aha moment that you've had in your career. It's that time when you realized that the idea concept had some merit and was really going to make it. And tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into your success. You know, uh, and, and this might be seen as you know, more of overcoming, not, not a failure, but you know, a, a setback. I, uh, you know, unfortunately did not uh, obtain a college degree and it was a, a hard time in my life. And, you know, I, I sort of was thinking what I'm going to do and, and where, where my future is going to be. And, you know, and then I sort of had that aha moment of, I'm not going to let that, you know, be a setback to me. And in fact, I'm going to use, um, you know, this downturn or this setback mm-hmm. and use it to my advantage and, and really ramp up my, my work ethic and my dedication and focus and apply it towards, you know, something I'm really passionate about and something that I love. I, uh, I, I fortunately am not one of those people that could just go sit in an office somewhere uh, and, you know, 
push pencils and collect a paycheck. I, I've got to be passionate about the product that I'm creating. So, you know, I, I there was you know, a, a single night where it sort of dawned on me that, you know, just because I'm, you know, restricted here a little bit, I don't need, uh, you know, I can use that to my advantage and really set my focus on, you know, creating something I could be proud of and, you know, something I could take a lot of passion in. Well, I love that story, and I appreciate you sharing that very personal story with me today. It reminds everybody, and there's a lot of people in the world that didn't finish college, um, that have gone on to huge success. Uh, Elon Musk, I read a story about him that he, I think he left Stanford and started a little thing called PayPal and uh, went on to do some amazing thing. Bill Gates and so many people, and all these people have something in common with you, AJ, and that is they went after their passion and they believed in what they were doing, and they just went out and did it. And that's what's great about what you shared there. I want to thank you for that. That's fantastic. You're on your way. How about proudest business or career moments? I'm sure you've had many, that one you shared with us with the concert, but is there one in particular that stands out for you that really made you feel good? I might be cheating here, but what we did yesterday uh, I, I don't know if it was my proudest moment, but it was something that after a 14-hour day and being up since 4 a.m., sort of reflecting back, I went, you know, this is this is going to be pretty neat. We uh-huh. uh, The Peterson Museum teamed up with Petrolicious, which is another ah, uh, yes, the, great, you know, great online blog. Yeah, the founder's been on Cars, yeah, along with their marketing guy. Yeah, uh, you know, they, they've published some incredible content, so... In the last couple of weeks, I've been working with them on creating a video that is going to feature our uh, chief curator, Leslie Kendall, uh, and sort of jump into a day in the life of what he does. And oh, very we cool. Took our, we took our Kia-bodied Cadillac, uh, and we were all over Malibu Canyon and Westlake Village. And, uh, just, I, I think it's going to be a, a very neat, uh, inspiring video. I think it's going to be beautiful and... Um, yeah, and more importantly, uh, we're going to demonstrate the vehicle. We're going to show the vehicle as it was, you know, what it was built for. It was made to be driven. Right. And a few hundred thousand people are going to get the chance for free to learn about uh, a vehicle in our collection and see it uh, in its most truest form. Oh, wow. So, you know, after, after 14 hours and being on my feet and getting sunburned, <laughs> I thought about today and I went, you know, it was worth it. And I'm, I'm pretty proud of that. Well, and you got paid to do it, too, even better, right? So, You know, there, there's worse days you could have. Absolutely. Well, I can't wait to see that. That's teaming up with Yoav uh, Gilad and uh, Afshin over there at Petrolicious. Those guys are doing some amazing work combined with the cars and the work you guys do. Man, that sounds very cool. I can't wait for it. Do you have a, a release date for that video? I believe it's going to be about mid-February. Okay, cool. We'll so that's not too far away. Great. We'll look for that. Let's have a little bit of fun here. What was your first really special car, and would you share a memory you had with that vehicle with me? I had a, an MG, a 79 MG Midget, a few years back that I, um, it, it was nothing special. In fact, it was so unspecial, I did an even trade for a couple guitars. <laughs> I traded him uh, for his MG, and it, it was it was a project, and it, it was, uh, you know, Maybe I was in a little over my head because I'm not very mechanically inclined, but it needed a few things, and I got uh, the interior fixed on it, and I got some stuff up and running, and it 
was still a bit of a beater, but, you know, it was just a fun car to drive. Yeah. I, I live in a part of L.A. where owning a, a Porsche or a Ferrari or, you know, a supercar isn't going to do you any good because there's nowhere you can really go to appreciate that kind of speed. So sure. having a slow car you can drive fast uh, is just <laughs> a fun, fun experience. And, you know, I, I, I loved uh, I loved driving that car through the canyons and the hills. Yeah, sounds fantastic. How about seller's remorse? Is there a vehicle that you've had in your life that you let go that you wish you could have back in the garage? That one. That one. <laughs> that you one. Know, uh, in California, smogging a car isn't always the easiest thing. Oh, gosh. And I just could not get that car to pass smog. Yeah. And uh, uh, I traded it for, uh, I think, an 88 or 89 uh, suburban that was lifted and oh, gosh. the complete <laughs> opposite. Yes. Because uh, the guy, you know, just once again wanted to do an even trade and I thought, ah, I've never really had a big car, so yeah. this might be kind of fun. And it wasn't fun. It was the opposite of fun. Yes. Uh, so I I still wish I could get that MG back and figure out a way to, to get it smogged and driving again. Yeah. Well, maybe you need to find an older MG that's, because uh, in California, yeah. it, it, does a car have to be 30 years or older? Before it can be a collector car and no smog, or do you just have to smog? No, it's it's. I think it's seventy six. It's just okay. no matter what year it is or what car it is, as long as it's not a diesel, it's uh, seventy six um, and older. Okay, uh, does not have to be smogged. Anything past that, no matter what it is, has well, to be smogged. Maybe find yourself an MGB GT or something like that. I think you could have a lot of fun with those. So yeah, they're they're great cars, and you know everyone talks about the. The wiring and the electricity. I had that car for about two and a half years. Uh, I changed the oil once, <laughs> and that is the only thing I ever did to it, except uh, you know, put some air in the tires. It, yeah. it was a it was a bulletproof car. It would it would sit for about a month in my garage, and you know, on a cold day, I'd go to fire it up. Not even a dead battery. Nice, great. <laughs> well, I think you'll get one of those again someday. No worries. How about current projects? Is there something you're working on right now that really has you excited and fired up? Uh, you know, it, it's the new museum. It, uh-huh. it really is. Uh, it's it is such a overwhelmingly large project, and it is something that there's so many you know different facets and different things that we're planning for. And you know, getting getting to sit in Leslie Kendall's office and just sort of brainstorm types of cars that we're going to be bringing in, the types of exhibits that we're going to be doing in the future, or, you know, sitting with Terry uh, and, uh, or even in our marketing department and just coming up with the ideas for events we want to do when we open back up, you know, or how, how people are going to be educated about cars when they come in. It's, it's something that I think is just, it's such an exciting time and it's going to be such an exciting year to look forward to it. Oh, fantastic. Now, here's a fun question for you, AJ. If AJ Gordon was a car, what kind of car would he be and why? Well, uh, what kind of car would I be or what kind of car do I, would I want to be? No, uh, not what kind of car would you want to be. This is more about how you perceive yourself in reality. So that's how the question is formulated. So if you were a car, what kind of car would you be? You know what? I would say a Buick. A Buick. It's not that I'm a fan of Buicks. Uh-huh. It's, uh huh. You know, if I could be anything, I think I'd be a Porsche. But, um, you know, I'm large, American. I'm, I'm a little sluggish at times. <laughs> there uh, you go. 
I'm not always the most reliable, but you know, I'm I'm comfortable. Uh-huh. I'm easy going. Older people, I think, like me. So, uh, you know, I'm not quite as polished as a Cadillac, but I like to think I'm a little bit nicer than, you know, maybe your your base model Chevy. So I'm gonna, yeah. I think a Buick would suit me well. Well, you answered that very honestly, and I appreciate that. That's why I asked that question. Perfect. I love it. So, AJ, next up is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, here's a little something for the Cars Yeah listeners. Do you love vintage cars? Then go to CarsYeah.com and get a free copy of the fantastic Filler Up book. It's a full-color ebook filled with fuel filler fun with over 60 color photographs of vintage cars plus inspirational quotes from some of the most famous automotive enthusiasts of all time. Simply go to CarsYeah.com and click on the free book button on the homepage. Download your free Filler Up book today at Cars Yeah. All right, AJ, we're back, and we're entering the last lap, and this means the white flag is out, and I'm going to fire off a series of questions, and I'm going to ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right. What is the best automotive advice you've ever received? The best automotive advice I have ever received, um, well, it wouldn't have been to sell my MG. (laughs) Uh, You got to just know when to cut your losses. Speaking of projects, I'm sitting uh, by a Mercedes project of mine that I've recently cut the losses on. I just realized it's not worth the time and effort. And I think you just got to sometimes know when to move on. And, uh, you know, you can't, you can't save everything. And, you know, well sometimes done. it's just best to, to move along. Well, to quote Kenny Rogers, you got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. <laughs> yeah. Yep, exactly. Can you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success? You know, I think my dedication, I'm going to show up to work. I'm going to show up to, uh, you know, get the job done. And, you know, I'm, if I'm working on something, I'm, chances are 99% I love what I'm doing. So I'm not going to want to turn in uh, turn in a project uh, that I don't fully believe in. It's sort of the old Mercedes quote, the, you know, the best or nothing. And yes. I really, you know, I follow along with that is, you know, if we're going to do something, it's not worth it to, to, to do it to get a seat. Fantastic. Let's let's do it to the best of our abilities. I love it. That's great. How about resources? There's so many out there today, but is there one in particular that you could share with me that our listeners would really love to have? Maybe it's a website or a blog. Of course, something different than the Peterson, because I know that's already great. Well, I was going to say, you know, if I didn't plug (laughs) car stories, I wouldn't be doing my job. But you know, when my day to day is very much in the automotive news world. Uh, so to keep up on that, there's a great website I use for, you know, reading all the press releases that the manufacturers put out each day, and it's uh, newspressusa.com. Uh, uh, I think you can just even just look up newspress.com, uh, and it's you know they aggregate sort of the the best of all the press releases and of all what all the manufacturers are doing, and it's a great place to sort of stay up on. Uh, you know, current news topics. They do great event coverage. They had really great coverage of the the, Nash, uh, the International Auto Show, mm-hmm. North American International Auto Show. They had great FEMA coverage. So if, you know, anybody out there is working in sort of the automotive news outlet world, you know, it's a great resource. Fantastic. And how about a book? Is there a book you've read in the past that you think our Cars Here listeners should crack open and read? 
Automotively, there's two that I've read recently. Uh, One is Winning, which is the racing life of Paul Newman. Ah, yes. Even if you're a Paul Newman fan, you know, there's so much more you don't know about him. And I think it's a very unique perspective because the story of uh, someone who came from nothing and through hard work and dedication built up something, you know, it's been told. But here's the story of a guy who came from everything. You know, here was a guy who was already a, a A-list celebrity and a millionaire, and, and he went, I want to go racing, and had to do what everyone else had to do, and you know, even had to work harder because of who he was than uh, some of his teammates, and you know, he, he was doing a lot of real, you know, real racing. It wasn't uh, in a celebrity charity, charity stuff. It, it was real, you know, hardcore racing, and you know, he was a very dedicated, passionate person, and then, uh, you know, sort of on the heels of that, go like hell, uh, which AJ Damer about, <laughs> yes. um, you know, Ford beating Ferrari, and I mean, just wow! You you hear about Henry Ford the second, and uh, you know his dad Edsel, and you know sort of what they went through, and you know, especially Henry too, um, ha- you know, beating Ferrari, putting it all on the line, and, and really probably had everything against him. I mean, probably shouldn't have won, but you know, once again through hard work and dedication, and you know, having guys like Carroll Shelby. Uh, you know, Pete Brock and, and all those guys developing those cars uh, really went out, you know, set out to do the impossible, and they did it. Yeah, fantastic. You know, I just got a copy of Winning by Matt Stone. I haven't read it yet, but uh, now you've spurred me on, and um, uh, Go Like Hell has been you, recommended. You don't even have to be a, a Paul Newman fan. You know, Matt Stone, I'm a huge fan of his work and his writing, and uh, it's just, it's such a such a good story that, uh you know, most people still see Paul Newman as the dude from the salad dressing. So, <laughs> yeah, I see you know. him every night at dinner. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's a it's a great it's a great part of his life that I don't think a lot of people know about. Yes, yeah, definitely. Well, I'll I'll get that cracked open this weekend and start reading it. I uh, appreciate you sharing that with us, and I hope I get Matt Stone on the show someday. I think he'd be a great guest here at Cars. Yeah. So I remind our listeners you can find these resources that AJ shared with us at CarsYeah.com/slash AJ Gordon. All right, we're up to the checkered flag, AJ, and you know what that means. The race is almost over here, and this last question can be a real doozy for car guys like you and me. If you could only have one collector car in your garage, money's no object, I'll buy you whatever you'd like today. What would that vehicle be and why? Oh, first of all, that was very nice of you. And uh, <laughs> remind me to follow up after this show to, yes, yes. to put you in touch with my money guy. But, Absolutely. You know, we have a Porsche Continental in our collection. Uh, oh, it wow. Was, it was a 356 Cabriolet that Porsche made for the American market. Mm-hmm. And they thought we didn't want numbered cars, uh, so they gave the name Continental. Yes. Uh, it has white wall tires, very nice, beautiful interior that... You know, stuff like speedsters and convertible Ds didn't have back mm-hmm. then. And I was looking at that car and thinking, and I was thinking this to myself about a week ago, if I could have one car because, uh, you know, it'd be, I don't understand having a car and not driving it. You know, a lot of people, and, and teach their own. If you like them to, to sit there, it's just works of art, that, that's great. But I love to get out and drive, so I think I would want something that is fun to drive. Uh, it definitely had some history to it, and I think that, you know that Porsche has a great story to it. It's very interesting, and it's a you know it's a great conversation piece. And it's you know it's not something that's so rare. I'd be afraid to drive it, um, but it is something that uh, you know you definitely can be very proud of. 
Oh, those are wonderful cars. The All-356s are one of my favorites, and the Continental was a a really interesting marketing effort by Porsche and the importers here in the U.S. try to make it appealing. And, you know, the white wall tires and the extra chrome and all that. Yeah, fantastic. And you wouldn't think all that stuff on a 356 would look good, but on paper it doesn't sound good. But Mm -hmm. it it definitely works, especially on the the one in the color we have in our collection. Yeah, I've seen that car. I think it works really well. It's uh, fantastic. And like your MG, when you get in the thing, it's not real fast, so you just kind of put your string back gloves on and go back in time and slow down and enjoy the drive. So great choice. Well, AJ, you've taken me on a great ride today, as I knew you would, and I've really enjoyed your stories. And I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yow listeners and with me. Could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the hills of L.A. in that Porsche Continental? I think, you know, just figure out what you want to do in life and then figure out how to go about doing it. And if you could answer those two questions, I think you're 99% ahead of the rest of the world. And, uh, you know, if you need to figure out how to go about doing it, just try to think what you're good at and how you can apply it to that and, you know, really follow what interests you. We're not here for a long time, so why, why spend five days a week working to have two days off a week when you can spend, uh, you know, seven days a week doing something you love. Perfect. Where uh, you know, every day feels like uh, you're just having fun. Perfect. Great, great advice for young and old. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you, the Peterson Museum, and Car Stories? Well, you can check out all the content we're posting every day on carstories.com. We have a podcast of our own that airs on carstories.com and on iTunes. Every Tuesday, there's new episodes. You can look up Car Stories. You know, just, just to keep following along, and then in, you know, hopefully end of 2015, going into 2016, you guys make a trip to come by and see the, you know, the brand-new Peterson Automotive Museum. Oh, can't wait. Fantastic. Well, listeners, again, you can find everything here on AJ's show notes page at carsyad.com slash AJ Gordon. Hey, AJ, thanks for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the Cars Yeah listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!